Hey everybody, welcome back to It's the Little Things Podcast. I'm super excited today to have Miss Natasha McAllister. <laughs> and I'm so excited, um, but today's going to be a little different. I do not have my regular microphone set up. It's a very chaotic evening, um, and it's just recording today, so that's exciting. So y'all get the VIP, um, but little Miss Natasha, why don't you tell us about yourself and kind of your testimony? We want to hear all about you girl ah okay this is so (laughs) exciting um oh my goodness okay so something that's like really been sticking out about my testimony recently because I feel like in different seasons of my life like different aspects of it like I just see the Lord like bringing to fruition um and like really teaching me so many lessons about so right now like in this season of life I am really being reminded of how like for a really long time, I've placed my identity, like I feel so many people do um, in this like specific culture and society right now, like in my achievements mm-hmm. and my performance. And so like, especially right now, like it's a really busy time of the semester and it's so tempting to just like fill up my schedule with all these things that I'm like, oh, like, it makes me so happy like to see that my schedule's so busy and like I'm involved in so many things and um it's also like people around you are supportive of that and like it's sweet that they're encouraging but then it like sometimes reinforces me placing my identity in what like how I'm succeeding and like the goals that I'm achieving and like this week especially um And after breakaway last night, the Lord has just been reminding me to like step back and assess what's in my schedule and be like, is any of this like eternally significant? And like, am I leaving room in my schedule for the Lord to move or for the Lord to use me? Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't need to use us. Like he can and he wants to. But if we're not creating the time for him to move in our lives and, like, move through us, then, like, he can do it himself or he can use someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's, like, really been on my heart right now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I definitely forgot to add this. But fun fact, Natasha and I actually graduated high school together. And then when I transferred to A&M, we are now, (laughs) yes, we are now in the same Bible study, which is kind of like a weird coincidence. Like, the first event I went to at Grace like we saw each other and I was like oh my gosh that's so like what are the chances <laughs> at like my first event and so it was pretty cool getting to know you then but yeah just so everybody kind of knows the context of everything we talk about but I totally agree with you and that's something that I've talked a lot to people about is because I overcommit myself so much for mm-hmm. so many things because it's like I want the full college experience I want mm-hmm. to be able to try everything at A&M because there's so many things here. But like you said, you kind of have to find those important things in your life and um, prioritize those. And something recently, and I know I've talked about this in Bible study a lot, is TikTok and how much time it sucks from my oh, life. Oh my goodness. And so <laughs> this Sunday, I decided I was going to fast from TikTok this week. And mm. so I have not used TikTok at all this week. And I'm so proud of myself, but it okay. has opened up so many things that I've realized that I have forgot to prioritize and so such as like my relationship with Jesus like in in the mornings when I wake up I would 
scroll for a couple minutes and then like get out of bed but now I like get out of bed then I go on my walk and then like then I can start my day instead of putting Mm -hmm. all of that and all my important things on hold to scroll and that's been my life in general like just finding time instead of sitting and actually like resting in the peace that God wants me to have and I think that's partially just what like like you said like that society's way of busyness jp said this one time but like he had a whole message on this and it was so good but he was like busyness is like one of the things that satan uses to distract us from god Mm -hmm. and i think so often we don't realize that especially when we're putting lots of um faith filled situations in our life so like going to bible study going to breakaway all of that and it's so great but sometimes even even if it is faith-based you're not spending actual any time with jesus and that's where like busyness can because you're having does that make sense i percent. <laughs> yes i feel that and um that's something that i do think we forget so often like when we are so busy and like we can become obsessed with like our performance and achieving all of our goals. Like we forget that we need rest and like more than physical rest. We need spiritual rest because that is like actually what's going to fill us up and allow us to like keep going out and like fulfilling our true purpose. Because like when we are just, like you said, the, like we want a full life, like the full college experience, but in reality, like that is not always the life that God has called us to. Mm -hmm. Like we might be missing out just like in pursuing that like wow factor of, oh my gosh, like your life is so cool Mm -hmm. because you're involved in this and you went to like this country and you did these things with your friends. Like if we are just chasing that like wow factor of life, we're most likely missing out on like the full potential of what God has called us to because like in Ephesians 4 1 like this sticks out to me more than anything and I have to remind myself of this it's like live a life worthy of the calling that you have received Mm -hmm. and like that just really puts weight on it it's like our calling isn't just to chase experiences and chase like temporary satisfaction and like the awards and recognition that we get um, from so many things that we achieve in college and like throughout life, mm-hmm. we are called to be a part of something that is so much bigger mm-hmm. and is so much more eternal. But like you said, Satan can use that so easily because we are so tempted to want to like elevate ourselves and um, portray this image that gives us praise. Because something that I've struggled with mm-hmm. so much is that um, I, at some point in my life, began. Um, thinking that um like praise and like applause admiration equaled love and that can like put you in this dangerous cycle of people pleasing and like achieving so that you can gain that from people Mm -hmm. and then there comes like this disconnect in what like the true purpose of your life is and instead of like pursuing people you're pursuing their perception of you Mm -hmm. and like just wanting them to um, approve of what you're doing 
and then that gives you the satisfaction you need and then you go back to pouring all your time into those things Mm -hmm. and not into the actual people Mm -hmm. like seeing them as children of god that deserve to be loved and encouraged yeah that's so good (laughs) that was so good um i think for me a lot of times and i know when i was going through a lot of this stuff with my concussions i kind of had this like weird um feeling of like is my life gonna be like fun and exciting again Mm -hmm. and so like even when i went to cabo with adam i afterwards i felt this like part of me that was like oh i thought that going on that trip was gonna make me feel better Mm. and i was like oh i thought that was gonna help me realize like oh maybe i just needed to go do something different or and i was like it was an amazing trip but it didn't fill that part of me that needed to be filled and and of course that's like that part of me was a relationship with christ and i was there and i did have a relationship with christ but i felt like doing all of these amazing things and putting myself out there and trying new things was going to fill that instead of actually finding fulfillment in Christ. So then like even past all of those experiences, I started filling my schedule because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm busy Mm -hmm. and I'm doing all these things for him, which is, which is great, but there was no moment where I was having this independent relationship with him. Like I just filled my schedule just to stay busy and ultimately like something abby another one of our friends said um yes so good (laughs) but i was telling her all of this i was like i feel i've filled my schedule i'm so busy and i'm pouring into so many people and i feel so drained and that was Mm -hmm. like the best way to describe it i was like i'm exhausted and i was like it's not even just like physical it's like emotional and spiritual exhaustion and she was like, this sounds like the beginning of burnout. And I was like, no, like not me. I don't get burnout. It's just like, no, you have to say no to at least one thing this week. Because mm-hmm. for so long, I did say no. And I was like, no, I'm at A&M. Like, I want to say yes to everything. I want to experience everything. And I feel like a lot of times that's what we want to do. Like saying no stinks, especially when you mm-hmm. have chronic FOMO. Oh, and <laughs> self-diagnosed, <Yeah>. but like <laughs> it's rough. And so you want to say yes, cause you want to be a part of all those things. But sometimes like it, at times we just stretch ourselves so thin because we are pouring into so many people. And sometimes we're pouring, like you said, into them the wrong way. Like we're trying to get them to think our life is so amazing and it's full of all of this fun and awesome stuff mm-hmm. and ultimately like it's like no like I've, i'm drained like i'm burnt out like i'm tired yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah but how would you suggest like how do you like reset like if you start feeling like that how do you like reset how do i reset um honestly i wouldn't say that i like really started doing this like and actually taking um responsibility I guess and like coming before the Lord with it and being like Lord this is something I've struggled with for so long and I've just been trying to deal with it on my own and it's not working Mm -hmm. um so like honestly this summer I just kind of came to like a point where I was like so much like you oh my goodness I was like Lord I'm tired (laughs) like I'm tired of like um just putting forth an image that says like my life is going great like I'm living the best life I possibly can but like in reality I keep coming back empty because like I'm not pouring into the right things that are actually Mm -hmm. fulfilling um and so at that point I was just like hold on hold on my brain said no (laughs) left the chat 
no, for a no, second. You're good. I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> I think at a certain point, I just realized, um, like, I was exchanging intimacy for, like, putting forth a good image. Um, is it okay if I have a second? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go for it. Do you, like, cut out things? Um, not usually. It's pretty... <gasps> no, no, no. You're good. It's, fi- it's fine. I know everybody does mine, but I, I do understand what you're saying um, to an extent because I... I like yeah like I feel like often I put so much because I know for myself I have very high expectations um for like the relationships in my life especially like friendships Mm -hmm. um because I want people to feel loved the way I want to feel loved and so sometimes I will pour so much into them that I and I'm not getting nearly enough back Mm. and so not that I'm expecting that back but then like part of you is like oh my gosh, like I just poured so much into this relationship and why do I feel so empty? Because I love sharing that love. Mm -hmm. Like I love reaching out to people and praying over them and caring for them when they need help. But sometimes it's like, well, sometimes I need that too. And it's like, it makes you feel not resentment or anything towards them, but just kind of empty. you're like, okay, I just poured everything out and I don't really have many people to pour into me. That's a whole other topic on, like, community. But I understand the aspect of, like, pouring yourself out. But, yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> now you can finish Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. That, that helped me, like, refocus. <laughs> so, yeah. This summer is just, like, being a camp counselor, you're doing that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. constantly pouring out. And, um, obviously, like, that is – that's your job and that's your mission for the summer. Like, mm-hmm. the kids aren't there to pour back into you. Like, that right. is not really the structure of it. And you're right, like, it is about, like, biblical community is supposed Mm -hmm. to pour back into you. Mm -hmm. But that was where I found myself in a place where I was like, Lord, I have for so long been placing, like, my identity and value in, like, how people perceive me and, like, the, like, what I thought was love that they were giving to me. Um, But, like, in in all honesty, I just needed to come to him and... Like, he is not sitting there, like, grading my performance and, like, seeing if I measure up to, like, these lofty expectations. Like, all that he asks is that we pursue a relationship with him. That, like, we come and we lay our burdens at his feet. And, like, he has already spoken so much truth over our value. So we don't have to constantly pour ourselves and like pour our identity into all the things that we're involved in and just like that busyness and chasing what everyone else says is the perfect life like Mm -hmm. on social media there's just so much pressure Mm -hmm. to like put forth this picture of like what life should be like but like kind of like what I've been saying that really um you're forfeiting vulnerability and like a big question that the Lord has been putting on my heart is as a theater kid, I get this analogy just made sense to me. But I was like, is your production like worth the cost? Like the production that you're putting on? Mm. Because like for so long, I was like, I just want everyone to think that I'm like so happy all the time. Everything is going great. I'm achieving all the things I want. I'm getting all the leadership positions that I want. That was just so much of my identity, especially in high school. Um, and coming into college, I realized that when you do that, you forfeit vulnerability 
intimacy, just authenticity in your relationships and just like the ability to see how to love others in the right way. And like ever since I've realized that, like I have actually started opening my eyes and my ears to like how the Lord wants me to love other people and not just what I think they might want. Mm -hmm. And like that really does speak more to who the Lord is and help the Lord like shine through you more when you invest in people in the way that they need to be and not just like how you feel like you can help them yeah Um, which is like a big problem for people pleasers yes like you're just like oh let me like give 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 all this and they're like okay but this isn't like what I actually needed yes like I heard a story about that this girl who um was like a big two on the Enneagram Mm -hmm. (laughs) she like gifted this family like a car because they needed one and they were like uh we like didn't want that <laughs> like, <laughs> like a car yeah a whole car <laughs> and so it's just like if you're willing to let go of like just trying to like give 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 like people please and you're just willing to like sit there and be there for people and not like be performing mm-hmm. for their love then um like you can genuinely hear how to best serve them. Like the mm-hmm. Lord will make that apparent for you. Mm-hmm. So I think something that's super encouraging talking ab- ab- about people pleasing, kind of going into what you were talking about is um, if you really think about the life of Jesus, he did not just walk around trying to please everybody. Like mm-hmm. you said, like he didn't, wasn't afraid necessarily to step on toes, but he wasn't going about preaching his message like in in a harsh way like he was just Mm. stating it how it was Mm. but he was loving everybody for who they were and the um the woman at the well has been on my heart like a ton because he came to her and he told her like what she needed which was the well that endless well and like um just forgiveness and just just genuine love like because for so long she didn't know what genuine love was and I think so often like you were saying um people kind of everybody's performing like if you Mm -hmm. really think about it everybody's putting their best foot forward 90% of the time and so not everybody's gonna show you the kind of love that they actually genuinely need and the only way to actually do that is by loving them the way Jesus would love them. Mm-hmm. And because he reaches every need without us even telling him that. And of course, we are Absolutely. not all knowing and we don't know everybody's hurts and everybody's pains. But the way you learn to love somebody is by actually loving who they are regardless. Mm. And I think yeah. that's, um, I think that helps with people pleasing because you realize it's like, one we have an audience of one which is god and um that's not necessarily always just like a end all be all like that doesn't make you feel too too much better because you want you don't want to upset anybody and you want people to like like i Mm -hmm. i i'm never i don't lie when i say this but like i genuinely do want people to like me and (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like (laughs) oh no i don't care no i do care like i definitely Mm -hmm. care if people don't like me um which is a whole other thing but if you're loving people the way jesus loves people um people pleasing kind of comes i don't want to say comes natural but like not everybody's going to be pleased but the people would their heart set on Jesus will be yeah. I think and the no, people that need it will be pleased and mm. I think a lot of what David Platt said like last night it's like 
this is in a different context, but like when you talk, people are going to hear. Not everybody's going to take that in and take it to heart, but people are going to hear. Mm, so like yeah. when you share that love, not everybody's going to accept it, but there will be people that need it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what is the most important about, you know, going out and pouring into others. Like, yes, it is exhausting sometimes, but that's why we have an endless supply of water mm. to drink from and food to eat from. Like, that is why we have the Bible. That is why we have community. And it is exhausting. Mm. But, I mean, that's why it's the endless well. Like, that's the whole story of Jesus's life. Like, drink from the well because it doesn't end. And mm. that is pouring into us. And sometimes we need that, like, physical rest and spiritual rest, like you were saying. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What you said about like all of us are kind of like performing all the time and like we all want to be liked, obviously. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of what Drew Worsham said. Like, I just loved his vulnerability, first of all, like Mm -hmm. coming up like as a speaker and saying, like, honestly, I want y'all, like, I want the Lord to speak through me and to y'all, but almost more than that, sometimes I want to be liked Mm -hmm. by y'all. Yes. And that just. Oh my goodness, it reminded me of another passage that I just have to speak over my life all the time whenever I get into that performance mindset. Um, John 15, mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, it's like, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Um, but the verse that I hold on to is, apart from me, you can do nothing. Because mm-hmm. it talks all about bearing fruit and like doing great things like out of love for the Lord's people because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. But um, when he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Like it shows that like good deeds that are done for the glory of yourself rather than the glory of God is not fruit. Mm-hmm. And like, if you can spend your whole life, like trying to elevate your name and like be liked by other people, but ultimately like at the end of your life, if the only legacy you're leaving behind is, oh, like that person had such a cool life. Like they Mm -hmm. were so involved. They did so many awesome things. Like that's great. But like kind of tying back to the beginning of what I was talking about, like eternal significance. Like Mm -hmm. if they remember your name from your life more than they remember the name of Jesus, then like there's not much substance Mm -hmm. or worth to that beyond like the end of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I think, um, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, (laughs) but like something I've learned about like the whole performance aspect is like Mm -hmm. vulnerability and how important it is. Like you said with Drew Gorsham, um, he was completely vulnerable in front of thousands of students and, Mm -hmm. And like, unfortunately I think vulnerability, especially for men has become something that is so like, it's society just create a wall of like men being vulnerable um and even like at times I feel like I don't want to be vulnerable like I don't want to tell some random stranger my story like that's not the first thing that comes to Mm -hmm. mind and I don't want to sit in front of somebody and cry like nobody wants to do that but ultimately that is how you show your heart and the heart of Jesus and what he's done in your life because if you're sitting Mm -hmm. there and just telling everybody the pretty parts of your testimony like they're not going to get much from that because Mm -hmm. the pretty parts aren't where God, I mean, he works in all parts, but like the valleys are when you can really see the change. And 
if you're not showing people what those valleys were and you're not being vulnerable, it's ultimately still a performance. And I just think about like when I'm talking to others, imagining like the vulnerability I have when I'm talking to God, because, um, like I have that relationship with him where I'm completely vulnerable and I don't see why it, it, it doesn't hurt to be vulnerable with others. And I think we were made to be vulnerable and not hold secrets and not keep that because I do think that I see that as part of like a performance aspect of that. Absolutely. That reminds me of a quote from the podcast <laughs> I brought up last week. Yes, yes. The Bristol Audio podcast about healing. Um, it said that like you never just heal for yourself. Like when you take the time to like address those like valleys that you've been through Mm -hmm. um, and like work through that with the Lord, like the Lord wants to use that. You don't just heal and then go, okay, like I'm good now. Like no, you use that. Mm -hmm. That's part of your testimony. And now you get to help other people that are walking through that. And like, that's such a powerful tool that should not be wasted. Yeah, no, I know. And that's something I've learned um, the past year with just with the podcast um, and hearing everybody's stories. And that's like part of why I made the t-shirts that said every story matters because like every story does matter and all of the crazy parts and all the parts where you might have been at rock bottom and that all of that is so important and like when you avoid those and you don't work through them um it it's satan's way of like keeping your relationship with god like kind of at arm's length like if you're not working Mm -hmm. through your issues and the things that are keeping you from being vulnerable with others i think that's satan's way of keeping the testimony that God's given you away from other people because it's going to help ultimately like your testimony helps others your story helps other people absolutely yeah (laughs) that was good but I guess we should probably start wrapping it up do you have any advice for anybody struggling with like that performance aspect of life or like any Mm. any last words you'd like to share with the group Honestly, okay, so in terms of, like, biblical places to go, I would definitely encourage John 15, and I would also encourage just Ecclesiastes, because Mm -hmm. I always go there whenever I'm getting too caught up in the things of this world and what other people tell me, like, define, like, a successful, full life. Mm -hmm. Um, I go there and just am reminded that, someone did like experience all those great things yeah that everyone promises would be so great and said actually like all of it is vain is just like yeah it is chasing after the wind it is not going to bring the satisfaction that only the lord can Mm -hmm. um and then i one day just like sat down and wrote down like truths about people who are kind of performance goal oriented um you are loved for who you are, not for what you accomplish or for being who you think others want you to be. Your worth isn't tied to the goals you achieve. Um, just because you aren't the best at something doesn't mean you aren't valuable. And just because you fail doesn't mean you are a failure. And so those are just like some truths that I speak over myself whenever like I get into that mindset. Yeah. No, that's so true. I love that. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And... Um, I just love you so much, and I'm so glad you got to be on today. I love you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Such a queen.
<laughs> but thank you everybody for listening um, today, and I hope you enjoyed today's message. It was super chaotic right before this, but like, <laughs> it ended up working really out. <laughs> but um, anyways, everybody just be a light for the Lord in everything you do, and be the reason someone's proud today. 